0: Hey, this is Jeremy Isaacs, lead pastor of Generations Church, where we want to live like it matters. For more information about our church, you can visit us at g.church. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Thanks again for listening. Well, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing today? Good? All right. All right. 11 o'clock service, maybe a little bit more awake. uh, But we are so glad that you are here today at Generations Church, whether it's your first time or your 100th. time or whatever. I don't know how many times we've had it Sundays. Uh, But whatever time it's been for you, however many times, we just want to say welcome to you. We're so glad uh, that you're here. My name is Pastor Aaron. I am the associate pastor here at Generations Church. Uh, So what that means is I assist in a lot of areas and lead a lot of areas, guest services, G groups, pastoral care, uh, and a couple other places too, Uh, so if you're interested in that, I would love to talk with you more about that, but again, I just want to say welcome. Before I hop into the message, I do want to reiterate some things. Join the golf tournament if you haven't. uh, Join that. Play in it. I'm not amazing at golf. Everybody, there's a lot of people in this room that could attest to that, uh, and I am still playing in it, Uh, but then also next Sunday, is Father's Day. Next Sunday is Father's Day. I saw a study uh, a couple years ago that said that Father's Day is like the 18th uh, most celebrated holiday. 18th. Mother's Day is like the third most celebrated holiday. Uh, but we are going to celebrate fathers next week here at, at Generous Church. We're having uh, a couple of putt-putt places in, in the lobby uh, or mini golf or however, putting greens. There we go. Uh, in the lobby, we're having cookies uh for for some dads and some men uh, but then we also have Lee University's uh Lee University singers their uh, second edition uh is going to be with us next Sunday. Uh so it is going to be an incredible day and so you will not want to miss that Pastor Jeremy will be preaching. So it's going to be a great day. Uh, I know a lot of times people sleep in on Father's Day. People are at church for Mother's Day, but sleep in for Father's Day. I want to encourage you to be here for that. It is going to be an incredible, incredible Sunday here. At Generations Church. Today, I get the honor and privilege of continuing our summer series that Pastor Jeremy started last week. Uh, We're in a summer long series called Summer Stories, uh, where we're looking at different parables in the Bible uh, and just pulling out different lessons and teaching what they tell us and how they apply. To our lives today. And Pastor Jeremy uh, talked last week about the parable of the unforgiving servant. Uh, And he talked about how we must forgive others just as God forgave us. And oftentimes I've found <clears throat> that it's, it's easy for us uh, to, to want forgiveness from others. Uh, it's easy for us to want forgiveness from God. But a lot of times it's hard for us to forgive others. Uh, and it's hard for us to extend that grace and extend that forgiveness. So he talked about how uh, the unforgiving servant and how we need to forgive others just as God forgave us. And I wanna encourage you, if you weren't here for that message, uh, if you didn't watch online or go back and listen on the podcast or the Facebook uh, page or the YouTube channel, I want to encourage you to do so. It is an incredible, challenging message for everybody. Uh, we all uh, do things to people that we need forgiveness, but then we also, some people, we all have people that do us wrong that we need to forgive others. So it is a great message. I encourage you to go back and listen or watch that. Today, uh, we're going to be looking at the parable of the faithful servant. Last week we looked at the parable of the unforgiving servant. Today we're looking at the parable of the faithful servant. And I'm so excited for what God has for us today and and, and has for us through this story. So today we're going to be talking about living faithfully, living faithfully in our own lives, in our relationship with God, uh, living faithfully, living faithfully in our marriages, and living, living faithfully uh, in our families, and living faithfully in our jobs, and on our job sites, and living faithfully in our daily lives, living faithfully to God today. So before we hop into the scripture today, let's just go to God in prayer Uh, and just ask him to speak to us today. God, we thank you today, God, for your many blessings. God, we thank you for another day to come into your house, God, and hear your word and have incredible worship and worship you, God. God, today, I pray that you open our ears to hear what you have for us. God, that you open our hearts, God, to receive what you have for us today. You open our minds to understand what you want to say to us today, God. God, we just open ourselves up to you. God, we ask that your spirit move in this place. God, that your presence move in this place. God, that we leave here challenged, changed, God, uh, and, and to go out and make a difference and live faithfully for you, God. We love you and praise you and give you the glory. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. So we're going to be talking about the parable of the faithful servant. That is found in Matthew 24. So if you have your Bible apps or Bibles, uh, turn to Matthew 24, verse 42 through 51. Matthew 24, 42 through 51. And as you're searching for that, I just want want to say, if you do not have a Bible, uh, if you've never bought a Bible, if you lost your Bible, uh, if you've never been given a Bible, we would love to provide you with a Bible. Uh, You can go to our information center. If we don't have any more left, we will get you one for next week to give to you. Uh, So if you don't have a physical Bible, we would love to get you one. Uh, But Matthew 24, 42 through 51 says this, Therefore, keep watch because you do not know what day your Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. That's everybody's. That's pretty simple for everybody. to understand that one. Um, so you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Continue on verse 45, who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants of the household to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all of his possessions. But suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, my master is staying away For a long time, and then it begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, in an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites. Where there will be weeping, and this part just makes the hair of my arms stand up, and gnashing of teeth. Whew, that does not sound fun. Gnashing of teeth, it makes me reminds me of the chalkboard just scratching down the, yeah, it sounds terrible. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, in this parable today, we see Jesus talking about and teaching about two different servants, all right? We have one, the first servant, who is wise and faithful servant, whom when the master puts them in charge of his household of servants, that servant, that, that, that leader is ready. That leader is prepared. Uh, that leader is keeping watch. That leader uh, is faithful to what was asked of them to do. So that, that, that servant. Uh, The faithful servant is ready, is prepared, is keeping watch, is faithful to doing what God had asked him to do, what the master had asked him to do. And then you see this second servant, the wicked servant, whom when the master puts them in charge, chooses to abuse their power and chooses to be unfaithful in in his leading and faithful in his servant and is unfaithful in doing what the master had asked him to do. To do. So we see these two different servants the faithful and wise servant, and then the unfaithful, the wicked servant. And Jesus is teaching his disciples and he's teaching us today that we need to remain faithful to him and to continue to serve him faithfully in his absence, to remain constant in pursuit of him, to remain dedicated to serving him and to serving others and to loving others, to remain uh, loyal to God. This is what it means to be faithful. This is what it means to live faithfully. And when a person walks consistently with God in humble service to him, he or she can be called faithful. They can be called faithful when they walk consistently with God. I don't think there's a greater accomplishment in my life than at the end of my life that I hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done, good and faithful servant. There's no greater accomplishment in my life than to know I was faithful in my devotion and my commitment to God, that I was faithful in serving him where he had called me and what he had called me to do, uh, that I was faithful in that, that I was faithful to my wife and faithful in my marriage, that I was faithful to my kids and faithful to my family, that I was faithful in my job and, and, and every day of my life, that I was faithful, that I served him faithfully in loving others and caring for others just as I would like to be loved, that I hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant. So through this parable today, there are three lessons that I believe teach us how to remain Faithful to God in our daily lives. Three lessons that I'm gonna go over today that, that teach us how to remain faithful to him and faithful in our everyday lives, faithful in our marriages, faithful in our jobs, faithful in our families, faithful in our devotion, in our relationship to God. So the first lesson that we learn is that we got to be faithful in the small things. Faithful in the small things. Luke 16:10 says... If you are faithful in the little things, you will be faithful in the large ones. But if you are dishonest in the little things, you won't be honest with the greater responsibilities. I love that last part. If you are dishonest with the little things, if you're unfaithful with the little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibility. What I've learned throughout my life is that if a person isn't faithful and honest with little things, little tasks, little little, in the little things, they are not going to be faithful and honest in the big things. They aren't going to be faithful and, and honest with greater responsibility in their life or greater blessing in their life. If you aren't faithful at work, in getting small tasks done, you aren 't going to be faithful with large tasks and larger responsibility there's no way that your boss is going to be to look at you and be like, "You know what He's, he might not be faithful with little things, but you know he could be he could do better with bigger things like I mean better, bigger responsibility It ain 't going to happen. They are not going to promote you or give you more responsibility if you aren 't faithful in managing a little money, then why would God?" bless you with more? Why, why, why would you need more if you aren't faithful with a little bit of money? If you aren't faithful in doing, with, doing what you said you would do, why would anybody trust you to uh, do anything else in your life that you said that you would do? Why would anybody trust you more to do what you said that you would do? If you aren't faithful in reading God's word and devotion to him, why would God choose to use you more if you aren't even faithful in the little things and in, in, in your relationship with God? Why would He choose to use you more if you aren't faithful in? the little things. We have to be faithful in the little things. We have to be faithful in the small things, the things that we may think that are not important, the things that we think that don't matter, the, the, the small tasks, the busy work at work, uh, the, the, the little things that we may not think are important, we need to be faithful in those, the daily and weekly uh, tasks that we need to get done. We need to remain faithful in the small things. In Matthew 24, 45, going back to our verse for today, it says this in verse 45, "'Who then is the faithful and wise servant "'whom the master has put in charge of his servants "'in his household to give them their food "'at the proper time.'" I love that. In that scripture, uh, it says that the faithful and wise servant gives the servants of the household their food at the proper time. I love that because a faithful servant is saying that a faithful servant is on time. A faithful servant uh, is, is, is giving the, the, doing what they said they would do when they said they would do it. A faithful servant is honest. A faithful servant does what is asked of them or what they said they would do. A faithful servant is faithful in those small menial tasks. I think one of the greatest things that I can do in my life is to be faithful in the small things to be faithful in reading my Bible, to be faithful in my devotion and be faithful in prayer, uh, to be faithful in seeking God and be faithful in in, in living a life that follows his commands, to be faithful uh, in in taking out the trash because I know that that's my role in my marriage is to take out the trash. And my wife says, amen. And not to go a step further than that, but to take out uh, the diaper pail trash as well. That is my role, to be faithful in the small. Things. If you have not gotten there as a man yet, uh, you will one day. Trust me. Uh, one day, when you have kids, you will be have to take out the diaper pail trash. Uh, to be faithful in the tasks, uh, to get tasks done that have been asked of me or I said I would do to be faithful in that. That's one of the greatest things that I think I could say that I've done in the small things, not just the big things where I'm getting up here and preaching or I'm in front of people. No, the small tasks, the, the, the busy work that nobody sees, the, the tasks that nobody may even notice to be faithful in those small things. If I wanted, if you wanted to teach and, and, and lead a G group, but the only opportunity you had was to make the coffee, you know, and, and that's where your opening was to start serving. Like, be faithful in that, the small things. Be faithful in, in showing up early and making the best cup of coffee. I said earlier that JR and David Hyman and a couple others make the best coffee. Every Sunday, they're here early, making coffee, setting up. They, they serve faithfully in the small things. While God may increase our influence, he still calls us to be faithful in the little things. He still calls us to be faithful in the small things. We never just arrive. Uh, We never just make it. We have to be continually faithful in our daily lives, faithful in the small things. And I think a lot of people, uh, and this may be you, uh, a lot of people aspire to do great things. Like I aspire to do great things. Um, I, I aspire to have a great marriage. I aspire uh, to be used by God. I aspire to have uh, a great family. and I aspire uh, you know to 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 be used by God in a mighty way. I'm aspire to have a great relationship with God. A lot of people aspire to to do great things. They want, uh, to grow in leadership at their job. They want uh, to have an incredible marriage and have kids one day that uh, uh, go on to live great lives and provide a great life for them and then go on to have kids and, and, and incorporate those same family values. They want to be used by God in a great and mighty way to make a difference in their lives and the lives around them. They want to be successful in whatever they do. They aspire to do great things, and that might be you. You would say, yeah, that's me. I aspire to do great things. Uh, but if the person who aspires to be uh, to to grow in leadership at their job is late to work. Or is late to get done the tasks that they said that they would do, or doesn't dress for the job that they have. Nonetheless, the job that they want, uh, that it doesn't help others at their job. Doesn't just focuses on their job and that's it. Doesn't help others. If they don't do that, why would why would a boss or why would someone promote that person to higher leadership? If a person aspires to have an incredible marriage. And I hope everybody that's married in this room aspires to have none. It doesn't matter if you've been married 50 years, six years, uh, two years, six months, whatever it may be. I hope everybody aspires to have a great marriage. If you aspire to have a great marriage, but you don't, you, know, you, don't, if you don't take out the trash and do the dishes like you said you would, or maybe that's your role at home, you do that, or whatever it may be. That's just a couple of examples. You don't do that when you said, or you don't you know, make it a point to go on dates when you with your spouse, if you don't make that a point, and you don't make it a point to have intentional one-on-one time together, like you don't do those somewhat small things uh, faithfully, if you don't you know, uh, seek after God together in a relationship with God together, like seeking after God together, it makes it tough to have an incredible marriage that you aspire to have. So, to become faith, a faithful servant of God and in your life to be a faithful person, we have to be faithful in the small things. We have to be faithful in the things that that we don 't see that are a big deal, or you know we said that we would do that are very small. We have to be faithful in the small things. The second lesson we learn is that we have to be faithful in secret we have to be faithful. In secret, are you faithful when no one else is watching? Are you faithful to God, you know, when nobody else is around? Are you faithful to God in your devotion to God? When there's no other church people around, when when it's not Sunday morning, uh, when it's not you're at your G group or whatever it may be, are you faithful to God? Then are you faithful to your spouse and to your family and to your kids when when they aren't around? When they're when when they're maybe out somewhere doing something, whatever it may be. Are you faithful to your spouse and kids and your family? Are you, are you faithful in your job when your boss is out of town or uh, your boss is not around or your boss is just not, 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 not breathing down your neck, watching everything, micromanaging? Are you faithful to your job? Uh, what are you doing when no one else is around. How are you living? How are you talking? How are you acting? How are you living your life when nobody else is around? And one of the hardest things I think for me to see, to hear about is someone that is in leadership over people or has influence over people or is in a marriage or has a family or has a great job and, you know, whatever it may be. And, and to see something come out that they 're doing in secret come out and hinder what they are doing to so, uh, they may be keeping something in secret in their family, and it comes out and it hinders their family it it hinders their reputation, it hinders their their marriage and their kids lives uh, to have something come out at uh, someone that has some, uh, some kind of job that is in leadership and something come out that they thought would stay in secret but come out and hinder that. One of the hardest things for me to see and hear about is those things. It kills me to see those. It kills me to see leaders in churches where, where it comes out, and you see it a lot nowadays, uh, where, where, where it comes out and that they are doing something in secret or aren't living uh, how they preach and how, what they talk, they're not living it out, and it hinders the ministry and hinders the people in the church. It kills me to see, see that. And God has such a great plan and great purpose for your life, for my life, uh, for your family's life, for your marriage, for you at your job. God has a great plan and purpose for your life, but if you are not faithful in secret, God is not going to bless you, or God, it, it, it's going to come out sooner. Or later, I love in the scripture it says uh, when the master comes back and sees that faithful servant, uh, the, it, the master puts them, gives them more responsibility, puts them in charge of all of their possession. It The master blesses. The master gives more responsibility. So we need to be faithful in secret and and when we uh try to keep things secret it may not come out in a public way but it still can come out in other ways as well which can destroy and hinder opportunities or ruin relationships or marriages or families uh and break the trust of others and hurt others and in luke 12 2 through 3 uh, Luke is basically giving this kind of warning against hypocrisy that we saw in our, in, in, in our uh, scripture for today, the parable for today, where it says, uh, basically like, if you're a wicked servant, you'll be tossed with the hypocrites. Uh, and, and in Luke 12, two to three, it gives this warning against hypocrisy. And it says this, the time is coming when everything that is covered up will be revealed and all that is in secret will be be, will be made known to all. Whatever you have said in the dark, will be heard in the light. And what you have whispered behind closed doors will be shouted from the housetops for all to hear. In this scripture, Luke is giving this warning against hypocrisy or warning against putting up this false appearance of a relationship with God or a person who acts in contradiction to how they say they, they live and how, what they say they believe. And we can't continue to believe the lie and lie to ourselves and thinking that what we are doing in secret won't eventually come out. We can't continue to believe that lie. We can't keep lying to ourselves. Uh, because it may not come out publicly, like I said just a minute ago. It may not come out publicly, but it will come out in some ways. It may come out uh, in 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 your intimacy with God, and your closeness with God. It may come out with your intimacy in your marriage. It may come out um, in in your job production. It may come out in your actions. Or it may come out in secret when you're talking to someone. Uh, it, it may come out with, with how you talk and your gossip or whatever it may be. Uh, It it will come out in some kind of way eventually It'll come out through some kind of way And it can be easy to believe the lie that man this is never going to come out like this Nobody's ever going to know like uh, Nobody's ever going to find out and it can start eating away at your mind It can start what you do in secret if it's not aligned with how you say you live and the hypocrisy like you're living in that It starts eating away At your mind. It starts eating away at your heart. It starts eating away at your soul. And knowing that you're living contradictory to how you appear to others, to the front that you put to others, or how you say you live to others, it can start eating away at. Your mind and your heart and your soul and in your life. Trust me, I have lived this life before. Where, where on the front, you know, I, I say I live one way, and then it really behind closed doors, it's a completely different way. I've lived this way out before, and it eats away at you. You can't, you can't keep going and live your whole life. Uh, with that, and it, it, it eats away at you. If it doesn't come out publicly, it eats away at you mentally, physically, and emotionally, spiritually. It eats away at you, and the enemy wants to trick you into thinking that it will never come out. Nobody will ever know. Like, you just need to keep some things to yourself. Like, be selfish. Like, nobody else needs to know about this. The enemy wants to trick you into believing this, and what, what begins to happen is that we begin to lie to ourselves, and we believe, we start believing that lie that the enemy has told us or we've told ourselves. we start believing that lie. And there's a word that kind of goes along with this and the word is integrity. Integrity means uh, it is what you do when no one else is watching. When, when nobody else is around to have integrity, it's doing the right thing all the time even if it doesn't work out to your advantage to have integrity, we need to remain faithful to uh, faithful in secret, to have that integrity. We have to be faithful in secret and again. God has an amazing purpose in plan for your life. I believe God wants to use you in a powerful way. I believe God wants your marriage to prosper. I believe God wants to bless your family. I believe God wants to use your family. I believe God wants to use you in your job site and, 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 and in your friend group and in your relationship with others. I believe God wants you to have an incredible relationship with him where, where you're just sold out for him, seeking after him, and you, he's using you and, and using you to reach lost people and to speak to others and to pour into others. I believe God has an amazing plan and purpose for your life, but don't let what's done in secret destroy it. Don't let what's done when nobody else is around destroy it. So we need to remain faithful, be faithful in the small things. We need to be faithful in secret. And lastly, we need to be faithful strategically. I'm going to explain that in a second, but we need to be faithful strategically. Going back to our parable for today in Matthew twenty four, forty two through 44, it says, therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready because the son of man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. We need to be faithful strategically. And, and two ways that I see in this scripture that we, need, we can be faithful strategically, the first way is we need to stay ready. Like we need to stay prepared. Uh, we have to stay ready in our lives. We need to stay prepared in our lives. I'm convinced that the best position, any football fans in here, anybody, football fans? All right, not, not a lot, not a lot, but I'm just gonna say it, roll tide everybody. Um, uh, but I'm convinced that one of the best positions uh, on an NFL team uh, is the backup quarterback. I'm convinced the best position on an NFL football team is the backup quarterback, and here's why. The first, first of all, the lowest paid backup quarterback in the NFL right now makes $660,000 a year. Now, the highest paid backup quarterback in the NFL, and I don't even think he's second string. I actually think he's third string, makes $12 million a year. I would sign up to be a backup quarterback. I would do it. I don't know if I'd be good at it, but that's a lot of money to be a backup quarterback. That's way more than any other backup makes on an NFL team. But the thing uh, uh, the thing about the backup quarterback is they have to be ready. They have to be prepared uh, for anything to happen to the starting quarterback, which, if if you know football, happens a lot. Like, if a starting quarterback gets hurt. It may not be, a, like, season-ending, but it gets hurt in a, in a game and has to come out. Like, the backup quarterback has to be ready. You can be, you know, a backup, anything else, and kind of skate by. Like, you can get by kind of go under air, but if you're a backup quarterback, like, you got to be ready. You got to be prepared because if your name is called and the starting quarterback goes out, like, I mean, you'll get exposed super quick if you're not ready. Um, and so you need to be prepared. Speaking of Alabama, Alabama quarterbacks are always ready against Georgia, I guess, to be ready to be called and then go win the game. But they need to be ready and prepared. That's a, It's a lot of pressure to be the quarterback and starting quarterback. So you have to be ready and prepared prepared. We have to stay ready and prepared in our relationship with God. The verse says earlier that the son of man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. We don't know the hour or the day that the Lord will come. We don't know the hour of the day uh, that that God will return. So we need to stay ready. We need to stay prepared. You don't know the hour or the day that you could be blessed with a promotion or you could be up, uh, up for a promotion. So you need to stay ready. You need to stay prepared. You need to stay ready and faithful in the little things and working hard. Like you need to stay ready and prepared. You don't know the day or the hour that, that something could happen to you or to your family. So you need to stay ready And prepared to your marriage. You need to stay ready and prepared. I'd go a step further and say you need to stay proactive. Like, not just ready and prepared, but you need to be proactive. I think a lot of times uh, we react to things like, you know, we're, we're walking out our relationship with God and like we don't really spend time with God, we're not devoting, maybe we go to church on Sundays and then like something bad happens and it's like, God, I need you, I need you, I need you to fix this, da da da, da. And for a couple of weeks we're we're pursuing God and then it kind of tails off. Uh, and then, uh, or it may be at work, like, you know, you're, you're kind of working your way, just kind of making it through and then something, you know, a hard time comes at work and you gotta work hard and work hard uh, and then you kind of tails off and then something bad happens again. So on and so forth. Like you need to stay ready, but you also need to be proactive, like working hard and and, and and putting time in. You need to be proactive. A lot of times we're reactive to things, but if you stay proactive, you're always ready and prepared. The second thing I see within that scripture about being faithful strategically is that we need to keep watch. We need to keep watch. We need to guard ourselves. You need to guard yourself. It says, therefore, in Matthew 24, 42, therefore keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. Proverbs 4, 23 says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. First Corinthians 16, 13 says, be on guard, stand firm in faith, be courageous, be strong. We need to guard ourselves. We need to keep watch. We need to guard our hearts. We need to guard who we allow speak into us. We need to guard our influence, uh, the in, what we, who we let influence us or uh, what we read and what we listen to and what we watch. We need to guard that. We need to guard our family. We need to guard our marriages. We need to guard our kids. We need to guard our, ourselves at our job and, and making sure we're staying faithful and working hard. We need to guard ourselves. We gotta guard our mind. Like what are we allowing to, to feed us and feed our minds. Who are we allowing to speak into us? We need to guard our souls. Like, how is your soul doing? Like, are you, are you, are you seeking after him? Or is your, is your heart devoted to him? You need to guard what you feed yourself physically maybe, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, we need to guard ourselves. We need to keep watch. And so we're faithful strategically through staying ready, staying prepared, staying proactive, but then also keeping watch and guarding ourselves. So to be a faithful servant, we need to be faithful strategically. So today, as I close, I want to encourage you today, be faithful to God. First and foremost in your life, if you don't do anything else, be faithful to God. Be faithful to, to to seeking after Him. To be faithful in your devotion. Be faithful in prayer. Be faithful in worship. Be faithful uh, in, in in your time with Him. Be faithful in that. Don't 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 let that get away from you. Don't just let pass that up and let busyness kind of get a hold of your life and you just pass that over and you're like, oh, I'll do it tonight, and then it's the next day, and then it's the next week. Don't 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 let that happen. Be faithful to God in your relationship. With God. Be faithful in keeping His commands. Be faithful in serving Him and aligning your life with His Word. Be faithful to others in your relationships. Be faithful to them. Be faithful in in treating them how you want to be treated and forgiving just as God forgave you and, and loving how you want to be loved. Be faithful to others. Be faithful in your marriages. Be faithful to your spouse. Love them, care for them. Uh, speak blessing over them. Pray for them. Seek God together with them. Be faithful to in your family and with your kids. Be faithful to them. Guard them. Pray for them. Uh, be faithful in time and be intentional with your time with them. Be faithful in at work or in your job. Be faithful in that. Work hard. Do what you said that you would do. Do what do what's asked of you. Be faithful in your work or at your job. Be faithful in your life. Be a faithful servant of God. One of the greatest things, like I said earlier, that I can hear at the end of my life, and I hope this is the same for you, is for God to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Be faithful, live faithfully, live your life faithfully. To God and I believe when you do that God blesses God prospers you God gives you opportunity God uses you in a mighty way God blesses your marriage and your marriage thrives and your family thrives not just financially i 'm not just talking about financially but the relationship and, and the intimacy and the the relationship you have together thrives and your work you get blessed with opportunities that that you probably shouldn't have or you never thought you would have because you were faithful in living faithfully in your Life. So today, as we close, with every head bowed, eyes closed, I just want to give this kind of response time. If you would just say, Pastor Aaron, I, I mean, your message spoke to me today. I, I need to live faithfully. Like, I haven't been faithful in my relationship with God. I haven't been faithful in my marriage. I haven't been faithful uh, in, to my family. I haven't been faithful at my work or in my job. I haven't been faithfully and living faithfully. Man, there's, I haven't been faithful in the small things. I haven't been faithful in secret. I haven't been strategically faithful in my life. Like I haven't had a strategy and I just need to recommit my life to you. I need to recommit my life to God. Like if that is you, would you just lift your hand so we can just come alongside of you? Amen. Let's just go to God in prayer. God, we thank you today. God, we thank you for this time, God, that we have together. God, I thank you for your word, God, that it challenges us, God, it, that it pushes us to change. God, it pushes us to be more faithful to you. God, I pray that each person in this room, God, God, that they live faithfully for you. God, they they dedicate their hearts and their minds and their lives to you. God, I pray that you bless and you move in marriages, that you move in families. God, that you move on job sites. God, that you use us, God, to reach others for you, God. God, that lives be changed, that lives be challenged, God, by how we live our lives, God. We love you and praise you and give you glory. And everybody said, amen. Thanks again for listening. If today's message was an encouragement to you, we invite you to share it with your friends and family. Maybe subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It just helps us spread the word about what God's doing here at Generations Church. For more information about the church, visit us at g.church. Have a great day, and God bless.